So, uh, what does a what does an evening with Paul Goodman involve? Well, Paul, as a show. Oh, as a show. Oh, well, that's different. Yeah. So, fifty-eight pounds entry fee <laughs> for one thing, right? For starters, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's for that's for rear stalls. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, you're up there with the gods, and if you want to be on stage with the gods or the front row with the gods, all goods, as I like to be called, <laughs> it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you much, much more, Paul. I'm thinking lifelong subscription. And look, yeah. Matt Berry is not going to be there. Uh, I'm sorry, but... You'll advertise you know, it it's as very being much a- with Matt Berry because you want to find out who the true people are, who's going to leave once they find out that Matt Berry isn't there. So it will be advertised heavily, yeah. you know, with Matt Berry, featuring Matt Berry. The Matt Berry show featuring Paul yeah. Goodman. But then there's no Matt Berry, and that's how you really, really separate the wheat from the chaff. Yeah, the two are going to be completely interchangeable titles, and anyone who leaves is going to be met by somebody who's doing constant karate chops at the sort of mid-riff section. So <laughs> if, if anybody walks out, it'll just be, oof, ah, mm, as, as, as they're chopped in the guts by, my, by a man of my choosing. And that's your entry music. Yeah, and that's my entry music. And then yeah. I come in yeah. and um, I chop a few suckers in the gut as well. And um, as is my right as a performer, as an keep artist. Keep Yeah, exactly. You know, keep my hat in the game, keep myself fresh and tasty. Yeah. And then I get on yeah, and I just, I just fucking, it's just racism for hours, mate. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Just, just can't. Well. They, they, look, the people, the people know what they come to. They, they, they pay for they what do. they like and they get what they want. They, they get exactly, except Matt Berry, but they get exactly yeah. otherwise what they want, which is a largely racist old-fashioned comedian with karate chopping action. Yeah, and that's, what, because, that's how I set myself apart from, you know, yeah. the Mike Reeds, the, the Roy Chubby Browns, yeah. is the karate chops. Yeah, and it's good you're keeping your eye in with that because you, of course, start, you, you got your start in the game. You used to do the karate chopping for Dave Spikey. Yeah, exactly. Dave Spikey's racism hour. And um, they were... <laughs> They were nobody. Nobody expected a uh, you know a choppy a choppy Levy comedy hour at that mm. in that time the eighties last week when I was born. Yeah, you know I've been accused of stealing it from Dave Spikey. Mm. You know that text just came in now, um, ac- ac- <laughs> that's, accusing that's, me. Yeah. Just one more accuser, and I say get it, get in the, the fucking queue. It's all queue. Dave Spikey himself. You yeah, know, just this hate campaign against you, and I for yeah. one, I'm not gonna stand for it, but I will stand for this. Our national anthem. One Good Thing, the podcast that doesn't know what's going on here, but is having a great time. I'm Paul Danger. I'm Paul Danger, fuck. <laughs> oh no, shit. We've had control of our own destiny for six weeks now, and we watched Space Jam 2. Yeah, so we can't be, we really can't be trusted. No, I mean, other things too, but I think we've we've learned our place. We, we don't deserve agency, so let's hand over to the lovely people out there who have their own thoughts and feelings and buts about what we should be watching and thinking. What? I don't believe that for a second. I believe every part of it, and I also believe that this is Recommendations Month. Fuck yeah, it is. This one comes from Jenny Soans, super fan who's been with us in the game since day one. Since day one minus seven. She was here seven days before we came up with this podcast, just (laughs) tapping your toes. She suggested it. Yeah. In your dreams. She recruited us. We're her Suicide Squad. Oh, fuck. Wait, why do they call it Suicide Squad? Oh, that Amanda Waller. What a character. And another character is Jenny, who uh, has recommended Jenny. that we spend an evening with Beverly Loughlin, 2018. Oh, okay. Welcome to an evening with Beverly Loughlin. There's an event tomorrow night at the hotel. An event? Remember the man in the plaid hat? Mr. Beverly. I don't know what this event is, but Lulu's gone missing. Drive! Can anybody hear me? I'm trapped under the ice. Who is Beverly Loughlin? Crucially, not the 2019. A lot of it contains the same material. <laughs> Same cast. It's yeah. unbelievable, but just a, a much sloppier work. It was uh, contract mandated, studio mandated. Nobody wanted to be there. 
it was an offence to everyone's artistic integrity, including the artistic integrity of surrealist director Jim Hoskins. Mm. Uh, this is his second feature film. Uh, was very narrowly, mostly well received by critics. <laughs> very na- narrowly, was, mostly. Was it? I I had a look, Paul, and it seems like it was um, very uh, spread across the board. I think it is literally three percent, mostly. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> if I remember correctly, if my stat that I do have written right in front of oh. me and yet was opening a browser to check, such as my lack of faith in I, my own ability to prepare. I appreciate that. It was a miscommunication. I thought you were implying that it, it was, um, yeah, the narrowly narrowly through me. I thought you were saying that it was like a majority well-reviewed as in... Well, it technically is. Look, yeah, it, te- it technically this film, is. What, this film was mostly well-received by critics in the same way that Brexit was mostly wanted by the British public. Okay. And I think that's that's the lens I mean, through which to watch it, and that is the legally only binding. understanding of the word mostly that I'm interested in. The one that benefits Nigel Farage. Um, speaking of Nigel Farage, Katie Walsh at the Los Angeles Times, sorry, Katie, um, <laughs> says, at nearly two hours, an evening with Beverly Loughlin uh, grossly overstays its welcome, but the Hail Mary ending proves to be a rather sweet and tender story about love lost and found in the unlikeliest of places. Sure, it does. Unlikeliest. It's yeah. a pretty unlikely place. It's a pretty unlikely place, a bar. A bar. No one ever has found love there. I sure haven't, and I know my kids haven't neither. Absolutely not. Just peanuts of the blander variety. Peanuts. Public, meanwhile, speaking of peanuts, yeah, about the same, really. Uh, (laughs) Louis and Love on IMDb said, it's not good, and that's being kind. You don't want to see Louis and Love at his worst. No, you don't want to see the film Louis and Love either. No, that was was a terrible project undertaken by no one. That's that's the main issue as well. You know, when you're when you're making a film, you don't want no one to make it. <laughs> you don't want it to not make a film. It's the problem. Yeah, and it's actually the problem I have made with each of my feature films. They don't exist. It's yeah. a crucial mistake, a fundamental mistake. Yeah, just not making yeah. the film. It's the um, biggest thing you can get wrong when you're making a film. No one's ever heard of them. No one's sat down to to put them together. No one's written them. No one's been in them. Nope. It did have a production secretary, though. That was the one thing we did do of each of the films that I've made so far, is we got a production secretary. Yeah. And, yeah, they did They did the job as best they could with absolutely no one else involved in the project whatsoever. And do you know what? They've had an incredible career. Um, I, I hear now that they're getting coffee for <laughs> Wally Fister. Good Lord. <clears throat> I wonder where he is now. I think after his movie, he just scampered into the woods. <laughs> and Christopher Nolan does whatever he's not making a movie, go out to those woods and try and hunt him down. Yeah. Um, and he goes to the places that are the most scenically beautiful. That's it. It's every so often he finds a film reel that gives a clue as to where he's last been. And he's trying to piece it together as the location of his erstwhile cinematographer. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. And it's one of the films I haven't yeah. made. And, and, you know, it's, uh, when you think about the imagery of Christopher Nolan kneeling in the dewy mm. night grass, um, you know, backlit by the <laughs> moon. Just as, as an 18th century explorer. Yeah, as he searches for the fister and then um, snatches a scampering mouse from the long grass to break its neck and suck on its fluid mm. um, for sustenance in finding the fister. Yeah. It's, it's, it's incredible that, that the funding hasn't been offered yet for a film that hasn't even well, been written. Well, that's just one of the many things that we're missing as a result of the film council coming to an end. <sighs> also, uh, Craig Robinson was in Doolittle. Otherwise, not one of these weirdos has been in an Adam Sandler movie. So... Wow. Yeah. Not even well, a, they, 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 yeah, not even a three-man. Was Doolittle an Adam nah. Sandler movie? Nah. Oh. Too unrelated I see. I see to getting an ending of that. sentence there. It was it was Craig Robinson at Doolittle, Damn, and then you're... I stopped thinking about that immediately and moved into some other reason why none of these weirdos would have been in any of our movies. <laughs> there was no attempt to connect it to the yeah, right. back to the beginning. Well, that's good, because I, I found it humbling. <laughs> you know um... how a Roberts is a snake <laughs> I didn't know what itself. was going well, this on. Is, this, is just, this is just a snake. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, I, I hate snakes. I don't like snakes at all, Paul. So, uh, yeah, I, I, no reason. I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not a fan of where this is going. No. And where it is going is to this next sentence that I'm going to say, <gasps> which is that the film has 53% on Rotten Tomatoes, 54% on Shit. Metacritic, and I couldn't find out its budget, but it seems to have only made $23,000 in theaters. So right, right. It's, it's probably made more. It's probably cost more than that. It probably did. Jermaine Clement he has a fee of £700. <laughs> he, he don't come cheap or easy. No. So... You want you want Jermaine, you've got to cough up. If you want Jermaine, you've got to pay for the Clement. You've got to give him the Clementine. If you're unwilling to do that, well, you might just find yourself at the long end of a movie that didn't get made. <laughs> so, Paul, you man himself. Oh, fucking hell. This is, this is going to be a weird one, hey? 
What's one thing about an evening with Beverly Loughlin that made you want the delicious feeling of jets up your shorts? The opening pool. No, no, I've, I've done the opening for, yes. for for many times. For many times. I've, for many, many um, times. Let's get back to Clark Kent's desk setup. Pure, pure redeeming feature. Yeah, okay. Oh, Paul, Paul. The, uh, the lip bite Emil Hirsch is wearing throughout this movie. It's a... Oh, it's, it's pretty powerful. It's a real thing. Powerful. And, um... Yes. I just, I just wanted to acknowledge the fact that it exists. It exists, and it never won't do now. That's true. You, you can say that for all things that have existed. You could say that for most of the things that have existed. Mm. Um, and Emil Hirsch is definitely one of those. And we find him running a diner. Yeah. And his name is Shane Danger. Yes. And what a name. Yeah. Good morning, Lulu. Good morning, Carl. Hey, Lulu, check this out. Are you breakdancing, Carl? Yes, it's body popping. Nice. No dancing. Get back to work. What a name. What a name to have by a person. Yeah, and that made me laugh. And speaking of names, well, that'll make you laugh. That'll make you laugh any day of the week. I'll tell you what else will make me laugh any day of the week is Aubrey Plaza, and she's here with her incredibly different new role. What will she do next? I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not. <laughs> it's, a, it's a startling new vision of disaffected lady. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, Shane Danger needs to lay off some staff, and he chooses his bloody plaza wife, whose name is Lulu Danger. Yeah, um, which is French for something. And, it is. Uh, yeah, the, they, the, they, the they, danger. Yeah, they work with uh, kooky indie man number one and kooky indie man number two, and they have some interactions. They have several interactions, which I appreciate. And then she has to go home. And she's not happy sitting around watching TV all day, but, oh shit, her ex, the titular Beverly Loughlin, is yeah. now a big shot TV guy doing a one-night-only show. Crap. She do that. She should Poop. do that. Base a film around it. Yeah. All right, then. I mean, it's have better it. than not making the film. Yeah. So there's a motivation that she can, yeah. that can motivate so she, her so actions. So she waits around for um, Emile Hirsch, Shane Danger, to steal mm. the lockbox of, yes. um, of her brother uh, her brother her brother aj yes is that her, her brother? brother aj yes <laughs> yes i no. i half caught it the first time and thought oh is it and then the second time I was like yeah the second time i guess mentioned later in the movie i was like okay yeah that, i'm glad okay. to have that confirmed okay yes great. her brother AJ. has more money than shane danger and yes. he didn't like that he no. didn't like him having the bigger money so no. he takes his two remaining employees to have an awkward steal of it yeah. Are you trying to rob me, man? What the fuck is going on? Shane? Is that you? Ajay! What the fuck, Shane? Are you seriously trying to rob me? No! Are you fucking crazy? Okay, now, I run, run, go! And, and, and it works. They run off with the money. It works and so good. It, it works so good. It's, it's very seamless, all of it. They and have every part of the money, and AJ has none of it. And Jesus, I hate that. The next thing that happens is Ajay is loudly complaining about all of this, all of it, mm, when of it. there's a Jermaine Clement who overhears yeah. him with his new accent, sort of. <laughs> so this Shane Danger, he's got some new monies, huh? Yes. I'm just rolling through town, and then I hear you want the monies back from this Shane Danger. I can help you do that. Really? I was going to talk to my cousin Puni. Forget cousin Puni. This is what I do. A bit. The times, and yeah, but but he's in the film now, and there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing any of you cuts can do. <laughs> Not now. And it's far too late to try and change that. So so he he turns up ridiculous to, to even try. Oh god! And but whilst the rest of you are trying, because obviously you will, because you think you can fix this, he turns up to Shane Danger and Lulu Danger's house. Um, yeah. and, and Shane and his employees are um are jamming to John Grant's Pale Green Ghost, which is great. And um, yep, they're celebrating their successful robbery. Yeah, and uh, he manages to get into the danger house by taking advantage of how quirky it would be to let him into the danger house. Yeah, you can get away with anything in an indie. Oh my god! As long as you ride the quirk, you can just yeah. you can just get in. You can just get in. Yeah, and and, and I mean yeah. they are they are riding the quirk on their their waxed quirk boards. Oh. and 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 he even he is even about to get a chocolate snack. Um, before it comes out that nobody actually knows who he is and nobody knows who this clown is and it leads to a standoff and he manages to get this the cash box but also uh, he manages to get abducted by lulu oh my god leaves with both of those things in his possession yeah he 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 leaves with getting abducted by lulu yep right in his pocket 
Yep. And uh, it's exactly the way he wanted. And they drive <laughs> forever. I don't know how America works until they get to the Morehouse Hotel. Yay. Yes, mm. the hotel where Beverly Loughlin is showing. And uh, yeah, they check Lucky. in, have a bit, have a few interactions. But never mind that because Matt Berry is here. Hooray! Would you like me to keep the reservation charges under Von Dongschlanger? It's Von Donkensteiger. Is that German? Yes. Actually, my father was a German shepherd. Looked quite like you. You mean like the dog? Yeah, like the wolf wolf. Yay! He's Loughlin's guy. Loughlin's guy. And they check in and start... It is two entirely separate words. And they Mm. check in and start getting into some scrapes with Lulu and Clement. Oh, gosh. Yes, they do. They do. And and Loughlin... Loughlin has a, mm. has a has a has a speak. He has a way of speaking. He has it's... a way of presenting himself in public. Yeah. He buckled up. Right. Let's try and find this hotel that apparently no one knows the name of. I thought he had chronic reflux for a while. Because it it's a lot of throat clearing. Um, it, it is an awful lot of throat clearing, and we have an awful lot of experience of that sort of thing. Yes, and, we do. Uh, Not featured yeah. in the final edit of the episodes. <laughs> but I have composed a supercut of all of it put together for the last five years. And uh, that's going to be behind the anti-Patreon. It's gonna, you're going to have to pay to not hear that. Oh, great. That's coming yeah. soon. So everybody watch out for that. because <laughs> You really do want to watch out for that. It's not something yeah. you want to miss. Once I start uploading things to the anti-Patreon, it's just going to be miserable for everyone. So yeah. enjoy these precious few moments before I start doing that. And someone else who's enjoying precious few moments before something, discovering something horrible and revelatory is Shane Danger. Oh, my because God. Because he finds pictures of Loughlin in his house with his Aubrey Plaza wife and yeah. a bloody poster of him in his workhouse office. Yeah. Diner. Yeah. So Who put that up? I don't know. Who put that up? Some guy came around with it earlier. He looked like Matt Berry. So he sends one of his employees to get his wife and money, but mm. uh, he just sends up fucking the barmaid. You know, which yeah. is always a danger when you send someone to a hotel to do a thing for you. <sighs> Saucy bar folk. I, I just, I just don't know what to say, Paul. This, this just goes goes beyond every everything that I know about interactions with barmaids. And um, <laughs> I know. And 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 yeah, I love it. So um, <laughs> it's challenging every, me on every front. Um, but yeah, things is. things are getting tense because Clement likes Lulu, but Lulu likes Beverly, mm-hmm. and Matt Berry also likes Beverly, but Beverly likes Lulu, kind of maybe. And maybe. no one likes Shane except me. I like Shane except the audience. Um, <laughs> I think the audience all love Sh- um, Shane. There's a lot of love um, going but, on for Shane, but it's but not, not as much as shared Clement. by the characters, yes. Yeah. yeah, Lulu gets a letter from Beverly inviting her to the pool, but there's a bloody mm. Matt Berry there drugging after drugging Beverly and then yeah. just showing up in his stead wearing his suit and some makeup. Take that, Lulu. Yeah. You're like feelings. a clown. Yeah. This is how you made me feel, Lulu. Like a <laughs> swimming clown. I like the idea of designing your costume around confronting someone. You show up just um, in a massive box. Look, you see this? Yeah, this is me in the doghouse, which is what you did to me last week at dinner. So you think about that, and then you clumsily shuffle your crap out of their office. Why were you in their office? You you, you turn up to somebody and say, this is the last time you ever gaslight me. Hang on. You just slosh petrol over yourself. (laughs) You didn't even use gas. Well, gas in the American sense. You you get the idea. um, Anyway, you're horrifically burnt. I'm dying, yeah. <laughs> I just had to make sure you understood the visual metaphor. It was very Using good. my grip on I life, but yeah. Oh, thanks, mate. Thanks. <laughs> Hang on a sec. She <laughs> she writes a letter back to Beverly and uh, pays oh, the shit. porter to do, deliver it discreetly, which he's definitely able to do within... Everyone's pays... very discreet in this film. Oh, and, and most of all the porter, Paul. Oh, yeah. Most of all oh, the porter. Yeah. Yeah. More than anyone else. And yeah, the letter just says, hey, what's up with your Matt Berry? How come he sucks? And uh, Yeah. What's up yeah. with that? Sup. Sup! With that. Yeah. Uh, Clement is being uh, sort of rejected randomly by uh, Lulu, so he goes and has sex with a woman called Paulette. But she charges him afterwards like a sexual worker would. Yeah. He immediately tells Lulu. If you you have sex with someone and then you go, that's going to cost you $50. Like the what other person is probably is probably just going to go. Oh sh- shit! I can't. I'm not going to fight against this because I don't want to be seen as a skinflint. <laughs> I'm not cheap. Yeah. So I guess. Yeah. Okay. Also, what you you know what are you going to do? It's like oh I can't pay that. All right. Well, here's your orgasm back. <laughs> I mean, gen- gen- generally, I'll get my pimp on you. Um, but he's <laughs> oh, yeah, he's that, busy because yeah. well he's very busy chasing down all of the 
the the business yeah. um, that's required to keep you in your fine fur. He's busy so. evading a man known as John Shaft. <laughs> and Dave Spikey, they're both out to get you. Fucking hell. Made a lot of enemies in this game. Let it go, and, Dave. Uh, it's finally catching up with you. Wasn't... And I think your pimp is the one paying the price for that. Yeah. So while the pimp is paying the price and the porter pops the letter in the post box. <laughs> um... <laughs> it turns out that you're not the only one who's a poet around here because Beverly also used to be a, t- a poet, um, Lulu tells Jermaine Clement. Oh, I'm not down with uh, that. But then, a pa- but then apparently drowned. Yeah. Yeah. He's her, dead. In her dark past. Oh, shit. Don't go anyway. looking in, in there. The dark past. Um, <laughs> After a few more sequences, the show is about to start. Which oh, the, the, re- was a relief to me. The show had been postponed a few times. Uh, it, oh, yeah. A couple it, times. Yeah. There's been a lot of build up to this show. It's There's a real waiting for Goddard. Teased. Vibe. Yeah. <laughs> but this time, Goddard's going to fucking show up and blow your socks off because yeah. it's the night of the show. Shane Danger and his colleagues uh, steal the lockbox from their rooms. So mm-hmm. they've, they've got that. That's yeah. fine. But Shane Danger, he's got, he's got another plan. Oh, God. And Matt Berry takes to the stage with some dancing children and the Afor titled, um, the Afor, um, the Afor Yes. What's it called when the Afor Yes? What's it called when you're the name? T- it's it's like titular, eponymous. more fancy. Eponymous. The mm. um Afor, the Afor eponymous uh, Beverly Loughlin. <laughs> yeah. He shows up mm. and they perform some songs. Forms some truths, mm. namely that he loves Lulu. Oh my god! Oh my See, god! He still loves her and is not in love with Matt Berry, oh, the shit. only person on this earth. <laughs> so he's not sexually in love with Matt Berry. Oh god! So the, the, this is the problem with waiting for Goddard, right? No, nothing ever fucking happens, and you're just there going, "What was this about?" <laughs> I'm not going to have a yeah. thought. I just yeah. I, I, if if only Goddard had shown up and and sung some tunes and told us if some truths, only and and that's that's what the vision for this one was but mm. oh shit shane danger still kicks off anyway in spite of all the culmination that's going on and he he, he he's want to do that and he has a staccato fight oh, read the with room, everybody mate. yeah yeah <laughs> well, he reads the room with their fists because they all have a punch-up and then yeah beverly and lulu have a nice talk about their feelings yeah. and how weird those are when clement clement shows up and intervenes you know forcefully intervenes into this emotional resolution yeah and it doesn't help, and Beverly leaves, perhaps forever. Yeah, maybe. Or at least until a credit sequence. Yeah, and um, yeah. Jermaine Clement is left alone drinking in a bar, as always, and um, then Lulu shows up. <laughs> as is natural. And um, yeah, and, and um, Jermaine goes, I still still love you, and Lulu goes, yeah, look, I, 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 I said I didn't, but maybe we could. Maybe. We're getting to the end of the movie, so. You seem all right. I, I've not got better options presented, so they yeah. have a bit of a bond. So we do a dance? And they have a dance, yeah. and they have a make-out. Yeah. And then they yeah. go to their respective beds and they say... She they falls asleep. Each. She falls asleep and they, they say they love each other. And yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the end of the movie. And it is tricky to do yeah. a funny plot rundown of a comedy. <laughs> yeah. Um, d- depends if we'd have both felt the same about it, I suppose. But, it um, may have. <laughs> um, it may have but helped. The, but the end, the end was the end of test because she pretends to fall asleep. Um, and, he, and he doesn't uh, make a move. He tucks her in and go. goes to bed. He's a gent. Yeah. He's a, he's a good guy. He's a pantsed gent. And uh, that's going to impress an Orby Plaza. So, yeah. Yeah. Post credit sequence. Uh, well, kind of put mid credit sequence. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Beverly Loughlin back on the road with his Matt Berry. Still partners. His Matthew LeBerry. In filth. Yeah. yeah. Keep on trucking to the next adventure a sequel to Beverly Loughlin. <laughs> Dave Spikey's Beverly Loughlin. A thousand chops <laughs> a more. A thousand chops more. And that's a mighty big claim for the poster, but it, he delivers. He more than delivers. So- oh, he, he delivers. Look out, <laughs> local A&E ward. Oh, Christ. All right, let's get into it, friend. What did you think about this movie here? Oh, I didn't get on with it, mate. No! <laughs> yeah, oh, gosh. I, look, I've got a re- I do have a really long quickfire list because yes, there are loads of little bits in there that I, I liked mm. and a couple of very funny moments. I just, mm. I just couldn't get over the feeling that it was trying so hard to be weird, mm. <laughs> and that was... sounds like that's a shitty thing to say, but it, mm. it, that's how it felt, and it okay. was, it, it like my main issue was that plus the the really heavy lampshading of jokes. Every just... now and then, I only had a couple of jokes that I found to be 
lampshaded to the point of irritation. But I did I did okay. make a note of a couple of those. I did. I, well, to, it made a lot of sense to me when I found out the director was British, um, because it has yes. some of that Vic and Bob energy. Only specifically the sort of yeah. story based sketches they used to do. Like, do you remember Kinky John mm. in the club? Like the recurring bit, and I think it was Bang Bang. It's Reeves and Mortimer where they were running a nightclub, oh. and it was like uh. when you force that humor into like a story kind of thing mm. um and then i realized this is the director of the greasy strangler yeah and it all kind of slotted together because i i it has the same feeling of being deliberately off-putting yeah. the sort of harmony kareen john waters energy mm. um and some of it is how i imagine adam sandler thinks his extras are working <laughs> in his movies like yeah, okay. when they show up in terrible looking mm. looking terrible and saying awkward mm. things um and weirdly it took me a while to realize that i actually really liked it uh, okay like it was a really slow release i watched most of the movie being vaguely irritated mm. and then near the end i was interested watching yeah. it i was interested in where we were going i wanted to know what the deal was with Beverly loughlin mm. because this mystery you know he's supposed to be dead mm. and he obviously has a past of orby plaza and i was curious and i was very curious as to what the show was going to be like okay and along the way, I quite liked the strangeness and the awkwardness. I liked the big name central performances and the eccentric extras. And I enjoyed, generally speaking, the style of the film, the look of the hotel and the repetitive music. Okay. I found it had a lot of atmosphere. Mm. Then the actual show happens. And I actually watched most of it with Jack, who was okay. also very curious uh, as to what the show would actually be after okay. all this build up. Um, and then it happens. And it's the two of them in sparkly Scottish clothes. Yeah sincerely performing scottish folk songs yes and that that made us laugh a lot yes that 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 was a very good reveal for us i appreciate that's that. Pr that's probably what led me to reassess mm -hmm. and then watch the movie again the following wow, day okay okay i have i have seen it twice and i enjoyed the second time a lot better the nuances of the awkwardness mm. i got into the characters a bit more and although the gags are still definitely hit and miss, mm. and it's nowhere near as riotously funny or weird as the Greasy Strangler, yeah, um, I like this as kind of like the subdued, quieter, slightly more commercially, well, apparently not, but it feels the slightly more commercially viable mm. Jim Hoskins film. Okay. Yeah, I, I can see how you wouldn't get on with it. As for it being like weird on purpose, it did, it felt fairly sincere because, maybe because I, have you seen the Greasy Strangler? No, I've been meaning to. Mm. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it when it came out in like 2016, I think. Mm. It's been a little while. I really liked it. And as a result, because that movie felt more authentic, perhaps, because of the lack of big names. Mm. You know, the uh, you know the guy in the restaurant with the uh, curly hair? The guy in the diner, rather. One of his employees. Oh, yeah, yeah. The one who wasn't the hairy guy. Mm, yeah. um, that's the lead from uh, The Greasy Strangler, along with another guy who's fucking amazing, Michael St. Michael, or whatever his name okay. is. Well, the the, the the tall white guy or the shorter black guy? Uh, the tall white guy. Okay, because they, they, they both had curly hair and I was I was confused for a second. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, they all have very similar hair. <laughs> yeah, the Greasy Strangler is more overt and out there. You know, it has mm. lots of really striking and startling images and leans more heavily into the sort of gross out, let's, you know, turn them off kind of mm. feel to it. Okay. I mean, the fact that the dad character, this old man, spends so much of the runtime naked with this horrible, horrible prosthetic cock <laughs> that's... <laughs> just the worst thing you've ever seen in your fucking life and yeah, does right. look like a reason mortimer prop oh, it really you know it makes it more overtly surreal and it feels more natural having name talent in here big name actors comedic actors it makes it maybe feel a bit more contrived like this is this is like if a, a mainstream mm. neil breen film yeah yeah it, With, it, it feels very it feels a lot more knowing i think and like yeah. I'm being nudged, whereas like the Greasy Strangler sounds way more like something I could get into because um, it sounds like it's more from it's more of a jam feel. Whereas I feel like this had similarities yeah. in the, you know, the discordant music and, and the the pauses yes. and, um, you know, just a general feeling of unease. But um, yeah, didn't have the, s the same kind of spark for me. And I, and I, and I think right. I I. I think you're on to something with the the name performances because I didn't I didn't really get on with Aubrey Plaza in this. I, mm. She felt kind of out of place, and it was reminding I, me of mm. whilst you know I I I haven't seen much of Aubrey Plaza in a main role. Obviously, Ingrid Goes West mm. was awesome. Oh yeah, she's really good, so yeah. good in that. But but this gave me the same sort of awkward feeling that I got from her in Scott Pilgrim. Mm. I wasn't a huge okay. fan of her character in that either. Um, Black Bear was very good with all the uh, Okay. 
Um, oh, I was told about this. Were we mentioned? Yeah. Was it yesterday? And she can she can be very natural in her sort of because in when it, when she presents herself in public, she does have a very odd sense of humor. Okay. Uh, which is quite fun. Here, yes, it does feel like she's conforming to a style, and it it maybe doesn't quite suit her. But I do. I still got more out of her the second time because it much more resonated with me the idea that this is because the first time I saw it, she, I was just like, okay, she is sexually attracted to uh, Greg Robinson. And mm. she's just like, that's where all of her energy is directed, is towards mm. Beverly Loughlin. Um, and that's what this is. It's about, yeah. you know, her obviously being attracted to this very large, you know, big character. Yeah. And the second time, knowing their history and knowing that actually she's grieving for a lost love this yeah. whole time. And the scene in the pool where he's like angrily attacking the pool and like screaming as he swims yeah. isn't a showing off of his prowess. It's a bizarre recreation of the circumstances of his death. Yeah, right. Okay. And Little things like that really helped me to sort of get on board with her the second time round. Yeah. Seeing as we're doing all right for runtime, and then this will be an easy edit, shall I quickly show you the trailer for The Greasy Strangler? Yeah, go for it. What's your, yeah, what's your, I'm sure you've been loading it this whole time, but whilst you're just sharing the screen, I, um, yeah, I, I can see how a second watch would mm-hmm. help with that kind of thing. And I, and I, and I guess what, what you need then, <laughs> gross, what you need then is, um, <laughs> enough from the first runtime to make me want to watch it a second time yes and, and that's which, where the yeah, sense of humor is, the, is the yeah is the clincher mm. yeah absolutely because i i ended up feeling that sort of motivation because i, yeah. I didn't do it arbitrarily it was like i don't know it just well, I, I started running it again yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> i didn't just do it because oh this week i have time to rewatch. i usually yeah. don't but i will um i definitely didn't i, I <laughs> squeezed in my second rewatch around other things i was doing yeah right um this week but still felt inclined to do so, which is interesting. And part of it mm. was just I wanted to re-experience the atmosphere. Like you say, the discordant music, the um, the interiors, the way that shots are designed and sequences play at this really mm. subdued length. It really it drew me in in a way that I quite like. It's kind yeah. of Lynchian in that respect. That's but, good. Um, anywho, let's have a look at this trailer Go for on. 2016's The Greasy Strangler. <laughs> So. <laughs> yeah, that sounds. That looks much, much better. Wait, wait. There's something about Ben Wheatley in the in the credits there. Wait. I, I, <clears throat> oh so- my god! Executive producer Ben Wheatley. Well, there you fucking go. <laughs> oh, fuck. fantastic! That, that I remember makes now. Sense. Gem, uh, Gem mm. Newlin mentioned this to me. Mm. Actually, the Greasy Strangler. Ah. Um, mm. So, that's two people now, and and also. Yeah, oh my god! Just the the trailer yeah. there did look great. It looked like there was. I really recommend it. The the emotion yeah. felt realer, as well. Yes, it did. It's a very, it's Despite a weirdly fucked up everything. story about a father and son. Yeah, you know, trying to connect with each other, and it's because obviously that the father is this bizarre figure who also just has this deep need to not be made redundant in his son's life. Yeah, yeah. It just it plays out with this gorgeous pacing and this these ridiculous interactions with each other. I would say it's more successful. I would definitely say the Greasy Strangler was more okay. successful, but. It was interesting to see that go mainstream, which is what yeah. this kind of felt like. To see this subdued, dialed down, and sort of put into something that feels a bit more stately in some bizarre way. Mm. Um, yeah, in a way that I did, I, I did find myself enjoying, but can see that I don't know that maybe I had a, a little extra. I had the benefit of the doubt in my head in knowing that this guy was funny, and so even yeah. when jokes were landing flat, I, I kind of. You know, I could see what the joke was and that sort of thing. It's, yeah, I, I could see the difference in perspective there. Yeah. And I will say, yes, there are more jokes that didn't work in this than in mm. Greasy, Scr- Greasy Strangler. Having said that, there are a lot of jokes that did work or a yes. lot of little things that did work. So <laughs> let's let's quick fire. Yeah, cool. Quick fire. I really like the title card with music because the music, I think, is very good. Yes. I really like the music, and I really enjoyed the contrast with the uh, the dino with the off with the off putting and surreal and very ominous music. Yeah, yeah, um, all the way through. I, I mean, I was getting real jam yeah. vibes. Um, oh yeah, um, love those jam vibes. Yeah, I, I just it, it was nice and jammy, uh, and yeah, it did just spark that feeling of unease through most of it. <laughs> yeah, which I'm all for. I, I like the opening, mm. um, the just mm. the, the visuals of the 
the the credits and um yeah it's just nice is blocking the right word i feel yeah. like blocking is the right word yeah yeah definitely hmm. yeah well it depends what you're referring to but if you're referring to the way in which the sort of mise-en-scene is constructed and where the characters are located then yeah it's blocking um no i'm talking i'm talking about the the, the uh, text at the the beginning like where it's oh all, the way it's all framed like the kerning or... i'm gonna say yes okay i'm gonna love say yes. the kerning so now we've both said yes, and that's all you can ask. That's legally you. binding. <laughs> Speaking of that intro, I really enjoyed. Um, I really enjoyed one of the employees. Like, um, I think Shane Danger comes out and asks one of the employees, um, "What is that?" Mm. And he's like, "What blend is that bag?" Winter. Oh shit! Sorry, Shane. Please pay better attention. It's just we never had a midwinter blend before, and it's like, why and who cares? <laughs> yeah. That 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 was the first bit that really made me laugh. Nice. Um, the first laugh I got actually was just seeing the name tag mm. that said Shane Danger on it. <laughs> I was like, oh Excellent. fuck yes, it's a great name. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> the second laugh was mm. when the health and no HR guy yeah. turns up and um, asks, is it Tyrone to go and get the manager or Carl? No, it's Carl. He asks Carl um, to go and get the manager, okay. and he yeah. he goes and the door swings in. It swings out mm. and Emil Hirsch walks out immediately. Um, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Fuck, that's really good. That was good. Actually, my next one is right before that because that guy is Sky Elabar, the guy who is yes. in The Greasy Strangler. Yep. Um, and I, I love his voice a lot. I did also enjoy the fr- um, the awkward bit where the health inspector comes in and traps Orby Plaza against <laughs> yeah. the bar. Just yeah. say, excuse me, yeah. excuse me. And it's just like pressing her against the bar as he's doing so. Yeah. I enjoyed that and how much time was devoted to that. But I love Sky Elevar's voice. Mm. And in particular when he's like, Here you go, sir. One large cappuccino. Thank you. Is Mr. Danger here? Yeah, hang on a second. Yeah. Just, I don't know, just the overperformance of it in such a laissez-faire way was... Yes. Overperformance and laissez-faire, if that makes sense. Like, it, those two things do... It does to me. It's there. The monotone it's, man. Yeah. Um. <laughs> exactly. It's like you. Yeah, exactly. It's awkward and doesn't work. Maybe that's why I didn't like it. <laughs> Severe self-loathing. So, um, fucking mirror, mate. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> did my dad was the greasy strangler? My, um, but the the dad in that <laughs> is also the DJ in this, right? Oh no, he wasn't. He looks oh. super like him, but weirdly enough, the main guy from uh, the greasy strangler does not appear. Ah. The dad in the greasy strangler seemingly does not appear in um, an evening with Beverly. Uh, I was okay. very surprised. Well, okay. Well, I enjoyed I that guy's that old guy's mm. um, anti comedy cough. Yeah. Well, that was the first anti comedy cough. Of oh the movie. yeah. Um, yes, there are two. And, and, and the second one is better, actually, because um, the second one, mm. the first one I noted and the second one actually made me laugh because um, the second mm. one is Tyrone's dad, uh, Tyrone's mum, sorry. And it's and it's That's very it, obviously yeah. a guy with a mustache uh, play, yeah. playing the mum. And he's asked, yeah. he's asked a question and, and he coughs in response. And it is it is pure anti comedy. It goes it goes on for a very long time, and the the bit yeah. where it really comes back around is when he's doing exaggerated silly coughs, and it really yeah. really did make me laugh. <laughs> and and for a film, I will say, usually when I'm not laughing throughout a, a comedy, mm. I'm usually in that dead zone where even a funny joke won't bring me out of it. It takes something like Shaq yeah. rolling across a cop car and denting the bonnet, <laughs> or or or, yeah. or this, or one other moment which I'll get to in a, in a yeah. while. So. Mm. It was it was impressive for its funniness. Yeah, I enjoyed that the dinner was just a giant burned meatball on top of a pile of spaghetti. Yeah, that was. I enjoyed the grimness of that. It's yeah, yeah. he's very good at rendering grimness. Is this direct? Yes, Jermaine Clement's entrance and general presence. Um, oh, in the laundromat. Yeah, um, but his general yeah. presence throughout the movie was great. Thank Christ for him because oh, yeah. he he was probably my highlight. <laughs> Um, it, oh, great. He, he was able to turn every single line into something amazing. Yeah, and very, he was very good. Yeah, he was very, very good. Um, I will think yeah. of uh, for now. <laughs> just, I, I think <laughs> does he have the line the male penis? No, no, that's no, that's Tyrone. So I'll uh, I'll mention that. Yeah, later. that is. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, the, the, when they're talking about the name Beverly, and uh, oh, yeah. and uh, he keeps going. You know, that's a woman's name. Beverly's a woman's name. No. I don't think so. It is a Scottish woman's name. Beverly is a man's name. It's a very feminine name. The Scottish woman's name really <laughs> made me laugh. Yeah. Excellent. Um, speaking of Tyrone, uh, mm. when when Shane Dager is sort of talking about how the next person who could be fired, it could be you. And he points yeah. at Tyrone and he makes a really good sort of 
oh shit kind of face, yeah. which he does do for most of the movie. Yeah. He just permanently sort of looks sort of appalled at what's going on. Yeah. I, I find that very amusing. Excellent. Um, so yeah, I, d- I did like his, uh, his, his confirmation of, uh, yeah, the male penis. Um, yeah. Uh, but when, <laughs> yeah. when Shane and crew, yeah, they're, they're celebrating their heist and they're dancing. Mm. It is to John Grant's pale green ghost, which is not a party tune. It's a fu- it's a fucking beautiful brooding beginning to yeah. an incredible album and yeah just just a lovely weird choice. I love that pan. I love that the Clement uh, Jermaine Clement sort of rushes up to the window and then there's a pan to a very very large window and them very well illuminated inside doing their dancing yes. and there's a callback to um what's his name to uh Sky Elabar's um body popping which is this incredibly awkward sort of bird-like motion. Oh yeah yeah. Um yeah, it was just it was a fun sort of ensemble shot to sort of cut to. Yeah, nice. I really enjoyed the portrait of an industrial estate over mm. over their bed. It was suitably grim. Oh, I think yeah, they've got yeah. it over Shane Danger's bed, and it's just this beautiful rendering of just a, a some sort of factory, and that was good. Excellent. Um, <laughs> yeah, a good amount of detail here. Yeah. Um, Paul, I was wondering, do you have anything to say <gasps> on crinkle cut fries? We're getting to it. Okay, cool. Phew. <laughs> it's my um, next it's my next one in fact i could jump to it now if you okay like. let's do it let's do it good looking burger i i review all the burgers that feature in our films at paul's, some point i'd love to put together paul's an ott burger menu paul's burger zone um good looking burger crinkle cut fries uh the bun is a bit rubbish on aubrey plaza's one it looked a bit crumpled everything looks a bit, a bit soft folded. she looked she was biting into a very soft burger it looked like a very soft burger but it was a very tidy burger and you know i'm all about that oh yeah um I will say, though, the cheesy onion rings looked fucking horrific, like the sort of thing you would eat yeah. and then just get a headache as a result of it. It um, Yeah. Al- almost yeah. like it was intentionally so. Yeah, I <laughs> think so. It was uh, frightening. Yeah. It was, a fr- it was a frightening thing and a frightening man to, to tackle it. <laughs> the When Jermaine Clement and Aubrey Plaza show up at the Morehouse Hotel mm. and yeah. um, Jermaine Clement says, I'd like a room, the look of disgust <laughs> and pure hassle on the concierge's <laughs> face before he pulls out a coil... <laughs> Is great. Yeah, I generally didn't like him because I thought he he overegged everything. Um, I, uh, but it, it it was a shame because he was like I could kind of s- see what he was doing and I could yeah. appreciate some of it academically, mm. um, especially a few hand movements whilst he was explaining yeah. stuff. But I, yeah, I, I there was just something about it that didn't work for me. However, the this flash of just white mm. hot hate <laughs> before he yeah fills out the book yeah. was great. Sometimes it was a bit too much, but I did. I, I liked quite a few of his moments, and one mm. of them actually is my next thing, which is um, the very sort of really burying the lead in, um, mm. or sort of burying the punchline here of just. Um, oh, looky here! It looks like you're unlucky. And just the lucky is so murmured that you almost don't catch that he's done that. But yeah, yeah it was. I enjoyed that. Nice. And just generally, I'd like to say quite like the hotel. It was a nice hotel. Um, mm. In terms of its interiors and its design and its layout, um, but also a weird detail. There were clocks behind the reception showing the time in Glasgow, Edinburgh, and Aberdeen, and they were all the same time. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. I really do. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Poo nuts. <laughs> poo nuts. Oh, is yeah, great. the poo nuts. He asked yeah. for the cha- yeah, change of nuts and then just goes, poo nuts. You know, those might have poo on them. You don't want to get poo in your mouth, do you? Oh, no. No, we're not eating these poo nuts. Yeah, and I enjoyed the really lazy kind of shitty way in which he just sort of puts it behind his back and then brings it back yeah. again. Just the laziest kind of facade I enjoyed. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I quite enjoy Beverly's outfits mm-hmm. in general, the sort of ridiculous golfing clothes that he's he's mm. put in. Um, I thought, yeah, it was good. And it was very, it really suited Craig Robinson's sort of ridiculous performance of the role. Cool. Um, when yeah. they are... I think it's the same uh, scene as the legendary Poonuts line mm. when they're in the bar. <laughs> now legendary. And, um, they're talk- yeah, they're talk- thanks to me. They're talking about Beverly and mm. um, Jermaine Clement has this line. Here comes Mr. Beverly. He makes you nervous, doesn't he? And he's with his bearded friend and they're coming this way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> again, it'd be better yeah. if you... Because um, I, I was going to go into an, uh, trying to do an impression of Jermaine Clement and it wasn't going to work. Not for a not for a full <laughs> sentence. Um, so maybe if you yeah. could sample that one, it's great because um, the the timing. I'll of sample it, that one. N- nothing else. But nothing else. You won't be this one. That'll be the the sample of this episode. <gasps> sample of the episode. Fuck yeah! Uh, we're keeping pace for each other. 
I yeah. love that jingle. We're keeping pace for each other here because mine is from the subsequent scene, which is um, most of what? most of Robinson's sort of. Uh, mm, I, yeah. I I didn't find too many of them amusing, but there were a couple that I did, and one of them is mm. um, after we've established him growling a fair bit. Um, and there's still a fair amount of tension as to who this guy is. You know, is he safe mm. presence? Is he a dangerous presence? What's he going to do? Um, mm. And I'm still on edge because I know how capable this guy is of profound and somewhat affecting violence from the Greasy Strangler. Um, Matt Berry and uh, Jermaine Clement are talking. And whilst they're talking, Robinson and Plaza are like reaching out for each other across the table. Oh, yeah. Um, and then suddenly Matt Berry cuts that off with, uh, are you going to put an earring back in that hole? And there's a beat. And then yeah. Craig Robinson leans in and says, mm. <laughs> You're going to put an earring back in that hole. Yeah. And that was that was, that was nice good. and confrontational. I quite enjoyed that. And I think nice. the other time his noise um, amused me was after the first song, uh, where he's revealed himself as being capable of singing. And yeah. then there's a, a round of applause, quiet sets in, and we cut back to him, and he once again goes... Yeah. That was, that was I, good. I actually <laughs> liked the explanation for that. Um, yes that was um, great that was a great little reveal that is stage fright yeah uh which would <laughs> which would inform a second viewing quite nicely i think yeah um rather it would it would help me understand it as something other than just yeah. weirdness yeah. um which, which would yeah, be useful. yeah i think my biggest laugh from this movie um yeah. which unfortunately was then lamp well not lampshaded but unfortunately they ruined it by by doing it again but um but the laugh stands they're, um, when Emil Hirsch is talking to Tyrone and telling him that his plan, they're going to go to the Morehouse Hotel and confront, oh, yeah. um, confront Lulu. They, yeah. He presses, he like he gets closer and closer yeah. to Tyrone, like straddles him and then like puts his forehead against his. And he keeps yeah. saying immediately and Tyrone repeats immediately. Immediately. We need to go to the hotel immediately to see if she's there. Yes, we do, Shane. We need to go to the hotel immediately to see if she's there. Immediately. 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 And immediately. Immediately. And then it cuts to them in the car doing the exact same. Yeah, and it's doing the same thing. Fucking great. It really made me laugh. But then they cut back to them at the house and I went... Yeah, that was odd. That was odd to do that. But yeah, I really enjoyed the car cut too. That's one of mine as well. It's very good. Okay, a little moment where they catch up with Matt Berry in the foyer and he's carrying some weird liquid and they're asking him, um, mm. is he okay? And he's, he's seeing, oh, he's pretty under the weather. And they're like, is he dead? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. And just the way Matt Berry <laughs> yeah. delivers that was very amusing. <sighs> yeah, he, uh, Matt Berry has, a, I think him and Jermaine Clement mm. had the, the most success, like uh, had the best hit rate for, for delivering the lines, I think. The two of them <laughs> were just unreal. Well, yeah, Barry felt very natural doing it. Like he wasn't trying yes. to fit into this movie. He was just saying yeah. the lines, and I really enjoyed that. I've, do I have one more of his later on? It's um. I must have something. I'll there have it is. Yes, it's it, it's when um a guy comes up to him and introduces himself as Mitch, and it's like another one of these bizarre-looking human beings. Mm. Uh, Mitch Stamp, events coordinator. Nice to meet you, Mitch. <laughs> really enjoyed that. Yeah. He seems so sincere. He's such a good PR guy. Oh, fuck, he's he's just great in general. He's my PR guy. He doesn't even know <laughs> oh me. Oh my god! I know. And he's um, so far resisted the wrath of Dave Spikey, and that's yeah. He he that's... resisted the chop. He resisted the spiky. Yeah. Me likey. Do you suppose this <laughs> is even... this the most anyone's spoken about Dave Spikey in the last twenty years? I wonder. <laughs> Maybe. I don't. Maybe. Not even sure. I know who Dave Spikey is. He was in uh, a lot of uh, Peter K stuff, and he was a stand-up in his own right. I think oh. I had a DVD of his. Yes, I know Dave Spikey now. Great. So, <laughs> right. um, this film, the uh, <laughs> when I think when Jermaine Clement is rejected and he sort of gets up and he goes, I'm going to go feast on snacks. And then he does a fist bump yeah. and a power stance. And that was wonderful. Yeah, yeah that was very good. Um, I like the music when Shane confronts Lulu in the, lob- in the lobby. There's this sort of very intense kind of uh, music going on as he's thrown out, which I enjoyed. Let go of me. Is he still alive? Because I heard he was dead. Get off of me. Security! This man is accosting me! Security! Security! Yeah, that's good. When Aubrey Plaza jumps onto Jermaine Clement, she displays excellent athletic prowess, Paul. Uh, it was 
it was it's something very likable about the leap, and it was very satisfying that the mega cup that Jermaine Clement had brought into the room didn't topple. Um, ah. It was sat on the bed, <laughs> and when he sits down in it, it almost doesn't doesn't. And then when yeah. she jumps onto him, it almost doesn't doesn't. And it was very okay. gratifying for me. That is that's good stuff. <laughs> I really enjoyed Aubrey Plaza's face whilst Jermaine Clement is telling his story, his poop story about how his grandmother would award him for having produced yeah. poops with a certain number of candies. She has a really great sort of moving performance of moving between disgust, boredom, and trying <laughs> to feign interest and enthusiasm for him, which I thought was very nuanced. I really appreciated that that entire monologue um, mm. the, the, that starts with uh, the mystery of Colin is deepening. Go deeper, mm. if you dare. And then... <laughs> Just, yeah. just many lines in that monologue talking. I think yeah. talking about the sweets, oh, they're a real treat to be had. <laughs> and yeah. um, I didn't mm, like to do poo poos inside. Yeah, um, and his his urging to her of just sort of, um, and that's not how we want kids to learn to do poo poos, is it? And then just <laughs> waiting for her to respond, which she's very yeah. reluctant to do to do so. Like she's been pulled out of a great novel to um <laughs> to react to this guy. Yeah, or to acknowledge um, that she has some form of approval with the story continuing. Yeah, um, that yeah, that whole scene was great, and I I yeah. think that's the scene that ends with um, Jermaine Clement's declaration of of love yes, to Lulu, it is. and it's the uh, it begins with the line, "Now, Lulu, I may be a great deal younger than you." Yeah, that's my next one. <laughs> it's very good, and her reaction to that again of just yeah, yeah. very good. I thought they they had good chemistry together. I did quite enjoy the way they bounced off each other. Yes, I think mm. I preferred Aubrey Plaza when she was with Jermaine Clement to Shane Danger. Mm. Maybe the yeah. The, the t- well, maybe he's, the he's two just of them were sucking very... the oxygen. <laughs> he's taking up yeah. all the attention and energy in the fucking room. How do you play off yeah. of him? True. Yeah, that's true. When they retire back to his bedroom, um, Jermaine Clement busies himself and tries to look casual with a magazine titled "Horse Fun." Yeah. <laughs> Gotta like that. That was very good. He does a good thigh <laughs> strike in that scene as well. That's um, mm. what's very alluring. <laughs> yeah. Um, when Jermaine Clement and Aura Plaza are heading back to their hotel room, and the porter mm. pops up with a porter pops up. Porter pops up with a, a proposition. A proposition peddled by the prestigious Beverly Bufflin. <laughs> puff puff pin. Uh, puff pin. The yeah. The porter hands it over, and Lulu. Mm says thank you and then slaps him yeah and it was a nice spoofy sort of exchange that yeah I, I really liked <laughs> that is good Very there's silly. a reveal somewhere in there that a piano is actually diegetic and i can't remember what it is they're having two people are having a conversation it's very serious mm. and it's very dramatic and there's this piano music and then yeah. it stops and someone clicks off a player indicating that the music was actually playing out loud and it wasn't just yes. part of the movie i can't yeah. remember where it is but it was funny yeah i think it was i think it was jermaine clement and Aubrey plaza scene yeah i'm not i'm not sure because mm, um, I'm really liking that. Yeah. But anyway, more on Jermaine Clement. Him undressing, him slapping his cock to try and wake it up. Um, <laughs> lovely, yes. lovely little, uh, lovely little moments. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Quite a moment. Yeah. And my my last uh, Jermaine Clement thing is mm. that just the, after sleeping with the prostitute, and he goes, "I was a virgin, now I'm not." Yeah. And, and, so sad. Yeah. <laughs> Such a tragic little moment. I really like Craig Robinson on the hit, on the the exercise machine. Yes. I really enjoyed that a lot. It's yeah, it's his noises, but also the nature of the machine that's just sort of swinging both of yeah. his legs forwards and backwards in a way yeah. that's not exercising anything at all, really. But just it yeah. was very funny. The motion of it was yeah. really great. I enjoyed that a lot. It's probably exercising something. Uh, maybe his shoulders because he's holding onto the Is it stability, thing and he's like, like he's propelling cool. himself. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's your I don't know, but I mm. maybe, but I really enjoyed it. It was a very funny visual. Yeah, yeah. Um, Matt Berry does when when he's drugging Craig Robinson. I think um, mm. their song comes on the radio, and and you know he has this is our this is our song. Um, but he does this lovely yeah. little shuffle to it in place whilst he's <laughs> um, you know acknowledging it, and it was gorgeous yeah. little shuffle. Love that shuffling I love boy, that. A shuffling Berry. <laughs> Speaking of Barry, I really enjoyed his speech to Beverly, where he talks about how much he means to him. Um, it's a nice little sincere moment there, and I thought Barry played it really well. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I only have one la- I have only have one last thing, Paul, before um before the Shane Jane. <laughs> oh, 
Before the Shane Jameson. The Shane Danger. I have one last thing before the Shane Danger experience. And <laughs> it's just Craig Robinson's singing voice. It was wonderful. It's very yeah, delightful. Jesus. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. The Why Did I Become a Football Referee was the moment, <laughs> yeah. the moment of the film for us. And This next song is about the ocean and what it means to be alone. Specifically in Aberdeenshire. absolutely incredible the whole performance though i just absolutely loved yeah i really liked that and i really liked the dancing that jermaine clement Mm. and um orby plaza get up to when they're in their sort of big bonding moment it was i've got a real thing for sort of attractive people dancing badly it really entertains me and i enjoy it a lot and just seeing them both sort of contorting themselves and swinging from side to side with a lot of hip movement and hands Mm. lots of hands going on and arms and it was just yeah yeah i really enjoyed it a lot um, is where Aubrey Plaza was probably most charming. Yeah, it was very me. endearing. Yeah. I also enjoy in the post-credit thing of Matt Berry sort of help. We've got a deaf in here. I really enjoyed <laughs> yeah. Lulu's cardigan that I think she wears on the second day. It's like grey with yellow stripes and sort of splotches. Oh, yeah. I thought that was very nice. Nice. And that brings us to the Emil Hirsch experience. Mm. I really liked him straight away. He's giving it a lot. He's really going over the top with it, but. Yeah. It, it really it's he he did it very well in a way that was very entertaining and magnetic to watch. Yes. Yeah, from from the beginning there was something about it. I I found it didn't always work, but um mm-hmm. but for the most part like I had just had to admit that both <laughs> had to just admit that he was giving it both barrels and it was Yeah. He he was really willing to phone it, you know. Um Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it's like just lo- these lovely little lip bites constantly. Yeah. Um and this intensity <laughs> that he brought to it. When when he's yeah. um when they're getting ready for bed, or like at dinner, I think. Oh, he I says, wonder if you're about to say my first one too. Oh, maybe. It's <laughs> Go for it. I, I can't remember the line at dinner, but he forgets what he was gonna say, and then Aubrey Plants is brushing your teeth and you just hear, Oh yeah, I remember and it pans oh, yeah. <laughs> left to to him in budgie smugglers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's he, very good. And he and he gets it real close to her and he's got puts a foot on the, the fucking uh the, like the sink and, and, yeah. and starts humping her from behind and it's just it's a, it's a yeah. real experience it is i enjoyed his um after that she leaves and turns the light off and the second she turns the light off he may even preempt it a bit a minute he mm. says oh, thanks sweetie now i have to find my way to bed in the dark <laughs> enjoyed the lameness of it the ridiculousness of it and the ah, delivery. okay how come he's got more money than i mm. uh, than i <laughs> i don't think he says an i he saves so do fucking I. Expression of that. And then, yes, one that was lampshaded, I feel, was him saying, um, I have to take a shit. Can you guys man the shop for 25 minutes? And I enjoy mm. that. I enjoy yeah. giving that specific a time, that length of time. But yes. then, yeah, he leaves and um, our guy says, Who takes, takes a shit, a shit yeah. for 25 minutes? And it's like, yeah, we, okay. Yeah. But I don't know, part of, even part of, I'm almost willing to go along with that, though, just because in a weird meta-humor way, it's like the guy is so rubbish, he can't even go along with, Mm. the joke of the movie but that's 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 going a bit too far with it that's great um, um oh i've just i've just remembered the other like oh. main lampshade okay. thing sorry this this kind of interrupts but, okay um uh. the, there was a line when they are i think Aubrey plaza maybe they're 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 booking a room in this hotel and i think she says ah. i want two i want two twins beds and um oh yeah and, yeah. I, and I wish they'd have just left it at that because then they'd do a big thing of is it twins beds <laughs> yeah. or twin bed twins bed or but yeah initially the two twins beds is great two twins yeah. beds is good yeah that is good um I enjoyed him yelling ow my fucking ear you fat fuck when he's being yeah. taken out of the hotel um and and er- earlier than that is him. Yeah, uh, his wife drives off with the money, and I think one of his his stooges sort of says, She's gone, Shane, and she's taking the fucking money! Oh, really, Tyrone? Because I wasn't here. Tell me what else fucking happened! It was the structure of that sentence. Tell me what else fucking happened. Yeah. That, um... Yeah, that nice. got me going. Got your juices going. It got me, got me rock hard, mate. Fucking and, hell. And uh, I have been ever since, oh. and will be forever, forevermore. Uh, yeah, I can... There you go. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, I can see oh, it brilliant. actually. But um, I'll tell you what else. What I'll be hard for forevermore is the OG team. Oh my, what are they oh all my about? god, mate! Oh, hard as a fucking rock. <laughs> hard as maths, mate. Oh, fucking hell! I tell you what, mate. That boner, pure math. Pure Fibonacci. Math. So, <laughs> going over to Patreon, uh, Liam Juice uh, said, "I Jones. loved this." Oh, look, who's this I, guy now? Yeah, I really expected to not enjoy it, thinking it would be too quirky. But the surface mm. artifice just belied this real warmth towards its characters, and it feels like a bizarro world yeah. double Cirque melodrama. You know what? That's really that's a good. Uh, I read a review out there. Um, it was it was one of the public reviews, and it just says something like, huh, "At least Wes Anderson has affection towards his characters." But I was like, I definitely feel affection towards this weird mm. cadre of weirdos, like. You know, whether or not he effectively managed to bring the comedy out of them is, you know, up for debate. But he definitely, I think, really likes the guys he's working with and gives each of them the chance to be to be funny. Mm. I think so. Mm. Well, thank you yeah. for that, Liam. Yeah. yeah. Going over to Meta now. Jennifer Sones. Mm. Oh, Jennifer Sones. Oh. Super fan Jenny Sones. Jennifer Sones. Brat, brat Sorry, one of my thirsts towards Meta might have um, might have collided with the Jennifer Sones uh, reception. There. That's 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 quite. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> Thanks for recommending Jenny Sones. Woo! Um, yeah. Thanks for recommending the person Jennifer Sones. Thanks for recommending Jenny Sones to us, world. <laughs> Good chance. Uh, she says, <laughs> uh, I was interested in this film from the time I learned it was being filmed in Humboldt, California. Uh, the Pacific <laughs> Northwest is ripe for strange filmmaking and Loughlin does not disappoint. The wonderful Lynchian disjointed world never fails mm. to delight upon rewatches. My two cents. Yeah. This is some sort of post-apocalyptic world and this community is holding <laughs> on to Ersatz normality. Performance matters more than anything and that is why the strangely aged crowd is clamouring for the outsider to put on a show. Nothing yeah. is quite right though, exemplified by the not very good cappuccino at Shane's coffee, cho- coffee shop. Oh yeah. It doesn't, yeah. Um, <laughs> it doesn't make, it doesn't make a difference how much effort he puts into displays. Corporate will still make him downsize. From the poo nuts at the bar to Colin's story about getting candy for using the toilet to Shane Danger's fan favourite brown drinks. There are so many references to coprophagia. Also, the fact that Ajay choked on too much breast milk is another sign that this world is not safe. <laughs> the grains of paradise may be the safest thing to eat. Oh my God. Everyone is so superbly weird in this film that it's hard to choose a favourite. Matt Berry shines and his scene with Maria Bamford is awesome. Mm. Craig Robinson's animal likes swimming and zombie grunting yes. frightening the first time you see it. But Lulu Danger herself, Aubrey Plaza, striking out and trying to shape her life in this strange world may be the top for me. Excellent. Adding a puppy dog like Jermaine and the exuberant dance at the end may just be triumphant. <laughs> Thanks for taking my strange little recommendation. I hope you had fun. <laughs> oh, that's, that's excellent. What a poetic contribution there. Yeah. More, yeah. effort, more effort than we ever put in. <laughs> There's so, some really interesting angles on this in there. That's really great. And yeah, you're right. It does. Yes, it, it's interesting. The sort of it is Lynchian in its own way, and as much as this does feel like its own self-contained world with its own kind of fucked up mm. logic, and yeah, it is very immersive. It's something that I really did enjoy coming back to a second time. Yeah. Okay, Kim. Uh, on Twitter hey Kim said wait I've never heard of this movie but on the strength of Aubrey Plaza Jermaine Clement and Matt fucking Berry alone I find it difficult to believe this could be anything but fantastic it's good to use his full name (laughs) I do hope that some people have been inclined based on our discussion Mm. and based on some of the sampling I've done to check this one out because yeah yeah, it's I really enjoy I think it's gonna be divisive it's by necessity it's a very unusual form of comedy Mm. very unapologetic in that sense and it's gonna have sort of mixed results for people but I would really love it if more people gave it a go to see which which side of the fence they end up finding their nuts on yeah worth a watch for that reason only for, yeah yeah definitely for that reason definitely for that at least that reason not only that reason at very least but also only that reason What's, do you have a one better thing paul because you really like this i did really like it i will have the uh greasy strangler as my yes. one better thing i didn't say that the one better thing uh thanks og team <laughs> oh yeah thanks og team legends <laughs> Thanks, OG team. Amazing. You're the real Greasy Stranglers. But yeah. um, yeah, Greasy Strangler is fantastic. It's one of the best sort of cult, very obviously cult movies without feeling like it was deliberately made to be a cult movie um, that I've seen in a long time. Yeah. And if you have, if you didn't get a chance to see it, then I highly recommend it. Then great. I'll go watch that. Yeah, I don't. I I Ooh. didn't have a one better thing because I I was thinking you know mm. uh, greener grass went for had surrealism really well. Oh, yeah. but I recommended that a couple of times now and. I, I, yeah. I genuinely just couldn't think of something else that fit the bill other than watching, <laughs> you know, you should watch Jam because it's amazing. So I, I, oh, I think yeah. The Greasy Strangler, as a recommendation to me, um, mm. c- will just fill the gap, I think. I think yeah. so. Do you know what's a weird one that occurred to me? is This movie came out around about the same time as Bad Times at El Royale. Yes. And 
both involve a bunch of weirdos gathering together in a hotel mm. or motel. And yeah, those two got weirdly connected in my head as a result. Yeah. So maybe there's a bizarre double bill for you there. Why not? Why not? On your next on this weekend, your you. next weekend, go get bizarre. <laughs> Biz Ahmed. The one better thing. Paul, how can people find out about Biz Ahmed? Our, our new sta- stage name. <laughs> Biz Ahmed. When I say Biz, you say Ahmed Biz. Ahmed. Brilliant. So, um, yeah, you can find yep. more of that chemistry on Twitter and Facebook at OGT Pod. <laughs> you can send us an email at Gmail at OGTPod at gmail.com. Do it. Uh, do that. Go on. We have a Patreon where um, the Ahmed to my Biz um, is happening <laughs> every week, and you can get exclusive access to this fucking content for as little as a dollar a month only uh, you can hate it yeah you. no one else but everyone else uh paul hawkins thanks to our uh newest patron Woo! um we have begun the journey to the next stretch goal which we haven't mm. um we haven't ordered yet but they will be ordered very soon and online oh. for everybody to see we're recording our one shot fiasco this weekend mm. as well so that's that's going to be there very very soon yeah. very excited um, my mic's going to work this time, so um, we've had some practice. Oh, that'll be good. Speaking of practice, our new uh, TTRPG podcast, Quest Fantastic, is a thing. It's a thing. D and D story. It's the only thing. It's the only thing you need to know. That and which way, mm. uh, which side of the road to be looking on and driving on. Yeah, it's three things. And which three way things. to butter your toast? Which, for the love of God, don't do it upside down, because that's when eleven will take you. I haven't seen Stranger Things in a while. I butter it on the <sighs> best side. The inside. Mm, thin bread as well. How does he do it? <laughs> and more qu- questions like that and more are answered on our Patreon <laughs> and also Quest Fantastic. So, um, yeah. Yes. Bye. I'm Paul Fantastic. I think I've said that before. Yeah, you, you definitely did. I'm the look of pure disgust and hassle on a concierge's face when Jermaine <laughs> Clement wants a room from me. And remember, the one good thing about an evening with Beverly Loughlin is the thing Goodman said just there. Yeah, nice. Fuck you. Yeah.